Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Hi. Hi. You know what? Merry Christmas Eve to all those who celebrate. Merry Christmas, actually, because this oh, comes Merry Christmas. out on Christmas. So, I'm Carrie. I'm Larry. And you're listening to Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Podcast. Salty Utah Salty Queens. Utah Queens. <laughs> I was 
it's very appropriate that we're doing a a Mormon gaggle of ladies on this holiday celebrated by the Church of the Latter Day Saints. Do they celebrate Christmas? Yes, they do. Yeah. Oh, they do the uh, as the Virgin Mary, right? <laughs> as my alter ego, the yeah. literal Virgin Mary of the Latter Day Saints Church. I love that. Uh, I can assure you that they do, in fact, celebrate Christmas. When I was watching that video, that was like the video because I found this woman and then the video that she like acted in Mm -hmm. and I was watching it and it was making me feel kind of warm and fuzzy. And I was like feeling in a place of Jesus Christ. And then I noticed something on the floor and a cockroach crawled across the floor. (laughs) So (laughs) two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, it summoned the creatures. Yeah. Maybe I am just the queen of pests, and I just need to accept that. You're the queen of plagues. Mm -hmm. The Bible plagues. I'm All creatures great and small. I love them. No, I don't think it's... I actually think it's... it's, You are... All creatures... uh, What is it? All creatures... All creatures great and small. Yeah, you're, you're just like... It's not doesn't discriminate. You're you're representing all sizes. I love them all. So you're it's actually a good thing. Like cockroaches feel safe with you. They did. They came to me. They said, "Thank you I, for seeing me." <laughs> I said, "I see you. I honor you. And now mm-hmm. I will cover you with raid." <laughs> <laughs> and now you must die. And now I you st- must die. I for still my can't sins. believe your doppelganger. I can't believe her. That picture in particular is like they caught her in like a angle and a facial expression that really is representative of me because in the video it looks a little bit less like me. No, it's it's a very you face. Yeah, but I was I'm still shook. It's the eyes. Mm -hmm. You both have like kind of green eyes. Yeah, it's like. Hmm? I you know what I miss I what my college was in central pennsylvania and around christmas like driving around there were these billboards for like mega church christian theater and they always had like the miracle of christmas like production running through the new year and you just knew they were pulling out like vfx like real high budget shit and i always kind of wanted to go to one it's fun like i mean the christmas programming my church kind of started off somewhat small, the church that I grew up going to, but then has slowly but surely, it's like becoming a mega church vibe. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it, like they installed big, huge screens that they like project music onto. I just Whoa. think that that's so like aesthetically, like I want my churches to feel really old. You know what yeah. I mean? So any sort of screen or technology. I really dislike that in a in a place of worship. My church but, was was pretty like old looking and because it's Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. They do churches well. Yeah, you got to give it up to the ca- Catholics. They well, know also, how to. There's an element of fear. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's gorgeous. There's always there's always an element of fear in a Catholic church. Hmm. And they always have a smell, a certain smell. It's like kind of dusty and ooh, dusty like and marbly, incensey. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just, I loved Christmas Eve mass so much in my hometown because you see everyone. It's sort of like a everyone kind of goes just yeah everyone kind of goes just to look around and kind of see the where is that person oh there they are with their fan you know what i mean and like Mm -hmm. uh kind of like a seeing like someone from your homeroom in middle school like some girl that you were friend and seeing her and just kind of going like hey you know like during the one of the hymns or just looking around kind of like waving a little it's just it's so weird and cool and there's also like drama. There's like recently divorced couples there, or like a, one of oh. the moms there with her kids, and she just like left the husband, and she's looking fearsome, and like pulling out all the stops because she and she's bringing up the gifts, and she's gonna she's wearing a black number, like a little black kind of like a black dress with black tights, and she's just her hair's all down, and she's going up to be seen, you know, mm-hmm. and like it's just great. It's her debut it's as her de- a single, uh-huh. as a sexy single lady. Yeah, and like going, and then like my sister and I would always start laughing, and like it'd be uncontrollable, and my mom would kind of look over at us and be like, "Stop it!" You know what I mean? I just love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's it's festive and fun. Did you do midnight mass, or would you go like earlier? We would we would always try to do like four or five p.m. just to get it over with. That feels like a good time. Like the midnight mass thing, I'm like, okay, cool, but it's intense. Who has think, the Yeah. Who can stay up that late? I don't think I ever went to midnight mass. I've gone to a couple midnight masses. Yeah, I just I like the music. I like the um acoustics of kind of a Catholic or a Episcopalian church. Mm-hmm. The candlelight. The candlelight my the church i grew up with the baptist church they would do like a candlelight like you sing silent night and then everyone has a candle and you like all light little handheld candles and then you would like walk out and that was pretty that's really pretty and then you burn yourselves yeah or like drip wax on your sibling or act like you're gonna drip wax on them going with siblings is fun Mm -hmm. i bet i don't love the like Yeah, I don't love the communion element. Like, that always was like, okay, let's move it along. Like, communion's tough, but I always, I would always look at my parents and go, we're leaving after communion. That's a great time to sneak out. True. As long as you you go go up and then you're just out of there. And as long as you get communion, technically, like, you did what you had to do. Because, Matt, you don't really complete Mass until you accept the body of Christ. Okay. But my mom would always end up kind of like, you gotta stay. Gotta stay. The best you made was- it this far. You might as well stay. And at, at, at least in Catholic Episcopalian, you get wine. Yeah, I never did that because I was always like, I don't want to drink wine from like that a cup that. Chalice. Yeah, how are they yeah. doing? They can't really with COVID. No, drink like I, they used to. I recently joined a, a parish in Hollywood because I had to to be my niece's godfather. So I'm mm-hmm. like curious about maybe attending some outdoor mass or zoom mass in the new year. Oh, that could be cute. Right. I kind of like to have a burn to go. You might as well. I'm feeling like a spiritual, I'm feeling like the spiritual pull of Christianity lately. Really? I mean, just being like, you know, what? it's, a, cute, something it's about, a cute moment. It's a nice tra- cozy tradition. Yeah. I don't like like the doctrines, but I like, 
there's something about the traditions around this time that make me like nostalgic. And I, I was thinking about my favorite Christmas Eve memory. It was a few years ago, and I, <laughs> it was me and my family, my my sister, my brother in law. I think they were still dating then. Um, and we went to our church and it was like sold out. Like you could not get a seat standing room Mm -hmm. only. And they were like, you have to go to the gymnasium across the street at the school across the street. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay. So we went over and it was like standing room only in the gymnasium. And they had a giant screen. It was like hundreds of people. We were smushed in the back. It was hot out that year on Christmas. It was like 70 degrees. So we were all like sweating Hell, I think I was was drunk because I've been drinking all day. (laughs) And then my mom was like, let's go try one more time. So we went back across the street and they were like, they had like bouncers outside. Basically, these men in like suits being like, no, I'm sorry. There's no room. And my mom went, Mary was denied at the end, too. And then she stormed off. (laughs) She's not having it. Yeah, you got to get out of there. That is a bad vibe. Well, Mary was denied at the end as well. Like she was like, I just love that. That was such a quote. Mm-hmm. And then we just yeah, laughed. I. Mm, yeah, you can't do a gym. I'm like a gym. Yeah, I'm in so, it for like. I'm in it for the church, baby. I'm in it for the pew. I'm in it for the smell. Church. Yeah, I want to like kneel down. I want to stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. I want to sing. Commune. I want to kneel, kneel on my ass. I always like would put my heels up to my ass so i didn't actually you weren't touching the actual like thing no i i just was you like, have your uh, own thing going on in there yeah. i like it or like stick my butt on the pew and put my legs on the on the thing mm-hmm. I, so i wasn't actually kneeling yeah we would i'm just having memories of like chapel and like i and i liked it which didn't feel like overly didn't feel like overly like Christian or anything. I think Episcopalians do a pretty good job of that. Like keeping yeah. it a little like midway through. They're not total Catholic. They're not no, total like Episcopalians are cool and they let women be priests. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I, lo- I also loved going to church with friends, families. Mhm. Oh yeah, I I feature a friends family gathering. Like, I was in Palm Beach a couple Christmases ago, and then I went to, like, the mass at, like, some little tiny chapel in, like, Palm Beach, which was a chic moment. That's really chic. Yeah. Yeah, I I also, um, I was, like, an altar server for a hot minute, and then I, I don't think I went to, I think I flaked completely and didn't go to any masses. <laughs> and I like forgot I was an altar server. And like six months later, someone w- called me and was like, hey, can you, co- can you cover for me? And I was like, excuse me? And she was like, for serving. And I was like, oh, honey, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> honey. You take a long drag of your cigarette. Yeah. Honey. I don't do that anymore. It's a no from me. It's a no from me. Wait, can we talk about a true Christmas miracle? Yeah. Which is that HBO Max is eyeing a potential revisit to the one and only Sex in the City. But without Samantha Jones. I know. So they better kill her ass off because I don't want any world where like I don't they don't need to leave it open. Like if she's not gonna be in it, 
then she needs, to be, she needs to be like living in another country and unreachable or she be dead. dead just be or, dead or, the or cancer raptured. came back and or she or raptured yeah i liked that idea that was a great pitch i don't know if i want to live in a sex and the city universe where samantha's not there though because she really is she really is such a big part of that show she's the maybe one of the only reasons to engage like and she truly is one of she's the person that makes me laugh the most re-watching same and she's also an incredible friend she's great so i feel like my hunch is that they're saying this revisit or announcing because it's not like formally announced like i don't but to entice her to come back because she does tv and she only said explicitly said like i will never do another film but maybe she would do the tv i'm rooting for a 2021 miracle of kim signing on to do a Sex in the City revisit with all four of the girls. We need them. She owes it to herself. She owes it to the fans. How great would that be if she just like fucking she and Sarah just bur- buried their shit and just like sat at that coffee table, coffee shop table together? I mean, that would be that would be truly that, if they can do that, then peace is possible. World we, peace is possible. But we also have like Kim and or Kristen and uh cynthia are also there to buffer like they can do this they can make it work they can and i think sarah jessica i don't know obviously i don't know i don't know what (laughs) what the deal was on set but like i think she would i think she's ready like she's like hey i'm i'm open to like forgive for apologizing or like i'm ready it's it's really in kim's court and she has to just like this has been a really fucked up year and she would help women and gay men all over the world. If she did this, we've all been through so much just collectively that the right thing to do is to put your ego aside. It's not a movie. It's just a revisit. It's probably like six to eight episodes. Like how much can they really do? Like they need to keep short and sweet. I want to keep this short and sweet. And how I much keep this short and sweet money would they make yes and kim kim has her own fox show she has her own fox show i haven't watched it i'll never watch it it's not love that for her though okay well it's canceled i mean like i mean i'm sorry just do the revisit it's fine just come back just come back it's okay and how much i'm sorry but like put your hard feelings aside and like this is a beloved character like we love this and you guys can figure it out. And she would be she would be even more famous than she already is. like she it would just catapult her back and she could do whatever else she wanted to do. And, and if like, they give her a really well-served storyline that's not her like fucking trying to hit on Brady, like let's just leave that idea behind and like come back to the table like I, I would hope idea? that Yes, that was like part of the script was like oh, her well, sexting Brady. And I understand being like, I don't want to do that. But like, wouldn't they get a writer's room back together and like kind of have everyone reunited to like really throw good ideas at the wall and like figure it the fuck out? If not, I mean, they need to kill her. They need to have the cancer come back and Kim is dead and they all, it opens in Samantha's funeral. 
and I have trust, like the studio 54 yeah. funerals and then just end it and move on because don't leave the door open yeah i'm all I, or nothing there's no gray fucking area I, I trust michael patrick king and darren star can do no wrong in my book so i, I trust mm-hmm. that they can they can conjure something and i really look it's probably like a weird thing to like be only known really to be best known for like one character as, as an actor is probably like kind of almost a catch 22 in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, if you're known for one character, have it fucking be Samantha Jones. And also one of the most like beloved characters in modern television. And like, that's that's good enough. Like, if you're known even for one thing, like, that's... To be her above all else is, like, <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> like, if At you're, least you're not, like, the actress that played the homeless woman in Home Alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's like, oh, that's a woman. pigeon lady. And, like, it's like <laughs> no, that's known, what you're, you're known, known as, as forever. Like, glamorous, gorgeous, like... Self-made, sexy sex woman. Who fucks and, like, yeah. is rich and is funny. Like what how what is wrong with that there's but, literally nothing but you know I'm and not she's an, known I, for mannequin and she's another mannequin, iconic thing and, and, and her jazz video as we were singing its praises <laughs> and, and porkies <laughs> and porkies but listen i have something like i'm not an actor but like it's it's hard enough to be an actor but like all you you just need that one role to be remembered for and to be a role that like stands the test of time and to be known for that is like that's an accomplishment some actors are never known for anything yeah and some actors are wishing that they could be in your shoes and i you know sarah jessica parker has she's fully accepted that she's really only going to ever be known as carrie bradshaw which is like lean she's, into she's it lean the fuck in yeah Cynthia, she's Cynthia, going to the shoe store yeah all le- charlotte's Kristen Davis has leaned in. God, she's doing Hallmark movies now, but she's got a fat... That movie about her going to Africa, that's on my Christmas watch list this year because I heard it was really good. She like she's... gets divorced and then goes on like safari and meets a hot guy, and it's like her Kristen Christmas does a miracle. Lot of, she does, she's like a true philanthropist. Like she does Yeah, a and lot she's of... a huge fan of elephants, which I yeah. think was part of why she did this movie is because it like filmed on an elephant preservation. Elevant, I'm, elevant I'm into her. She's just doing good things and she's worth like a hundred mil. So like good for her. But she like they are all Cynthia Nixon, yeah, she might be the governor of New York one day, but she's always gonna be known as Miranda. Mm-hmm. It's like th- they've accepted that. Why can't you, Kim? I'm sorry. Give the people what they want. Give us what we want. I love you, but like you gotta gotta be real. Like this is the best role you're ever gonna have. Just fucking do it i would give us joy this season make friend make friends again i would close be, the gap I would like i'm actually getting like emotional like Same. i would actually get i would i would burst into tears if she if she signed on yeah i would like throw up out of excitement i'm feeling like like i'm going out of body right now just like imagining it and if they have to green screen her in like Dolly Parton did in her Christmas movie, <laughs> so she's just not physically around Sarah Jessica Parker. I trust. Hologram her. Hologram Sam. Hologram Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
truly the the greatest thing I'll ever think of. In my that's life. the for the no for the people that are not in the know. That's the call a callback to Carrie's and no. my real heads know. I have a secret podcast called Saving Sex in the City Three, and Carrie did an episode, and it truly is one of the funniest fucking things that I've ever been through. And you guys need to listen to it. Saving Sex in the City Three on iTunes, Spotify, etc. I'm going out. I'm going out. <laughs> you're toast. <laughs> you're toast. Darling, you're toast. I, um, I hope they get their shit together and figure it out. Because honestly, after this shit year, yeah. the only thing there is to look forward to is Sex in the City content. And it, we, it should not be another movie. We all know that. And it needs to be a revisit. It needs to be not a revisit. Not a reboot, a revisit. As SJP said. I'm team friendship. I'm team communication. I'm team equity. I'm team give give four them all, ladies. Give them all EP EPs. Yeah, give, give them, them all the same paycheck. Same paycheck. Balance, balance, balance. Give Samantha a fully a beautifully fleshed out storyline that lets Kim flex her acting chops. We know that she can do it. Give all the ladies can have an amazing storyline. I'm so excited. Like, let's make it work, ladies. What if I know that there's trouble, if, but it can happen. This isn't what, fucking Israel and Palestine. This is fucking sex in the city. What if Samantha's plotline is that she did perish in the TWA plane crash that Kim Cattrall was meant to be on? Did you know that? Which plane crash? Okay. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Kim Cattrall, for all who don't know, she did this bizarre, like my defining moment video, where she, (laughs) her defining moment was not dying. That's a that is a defining moment. That is a defining moment. Yeah. She talks about because she's English, and she was or part English, and she was in England with her mother in Liverpool, and she stopped. She was at Heathrow, intended to go back to New York. And she she left the airport because she's like, oh, I forgot a teapot for my mom I, to bring her a gift. So she went to Harrods to get a teapot. So she missed her flight. And that plane was the Lockerbie plane that exploded over Scotland. Fucking insane. And so she's like, I was meant to be on that. Did Tom Girardi, was he involved in that? <laughs> trying to steal, <laughs> Did he steal some money from those people? Probably. Um. Also, can we just give a shout out to Tracy Morrissey for doing the fucking work for going? Yeah. What has she every- done now? But she's <laughs> what has she done now? <laughs> what is that? She's, what has she done now? No, she's just she did a deep investigative dive into Erica Girardi's like receipts and how they were like <gasps> actually from a flip phone in two thousand five, and she just like went in and kind of basically was like calling Erica out for like incredible yeah just like the sherlock she- holmes of our generation is tracy morrissey mm-hmm. i agree mm-hmm. it's true erica watch- is sketchy it's all so sketchy between them that la times article that was explosive i hope this this has to play out this season of oh, real housewives they're filming be- now yeah i mean this yeah. has to be this is front and center bitch it'll be like It'll freeze frame and then it'll fade to black and then it'll say like 24 hours later. 
it's incredible too because you know that this is like the number one thing that erica jane never wanted to happen and she just like played it so close to the vest all like throughout her entire tenure on housewives of beverly hills and it's like you kind of know her but you have no idea and And then we've literally sat through her doing kind of go girl give us nothing so that it would lead up to this explosive moment the payoff i've never really i've never connected with her i i i screamed when she came out at watch what happens live la yeah i I screamed i was like whoa this is big but that's really the only time i've ever been excited by her i've always found her to be weird and like guarded and for no reason and then her her whole thing of being like yes hunty this is why we give it yes yes bitch yeah i'm like okay stop i'm a fan of like the fierceness and the looks and like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel natural but yeah but yeah i was like okay when it comes down to like being iconic in conversation with the other ladies you really are lackluster yeah you don't stick your neck out. No. She never now, she's never like gone she's always kept a, a wall up which like look I understand if you're but like you're on a reality show. She's never gotten silly. No. She's never gotten like you know Kyle gets like wasted sometimes and like has fun. Kyle lover hater she, she gives is it all. she comes and she plays ball. Yeah. I'm just I'm excited for Kathy. That is really what we need. Kyle. Call me back. Kyle. Kathy. Kim. I'm in I'm in Malibu. <laughs> I'm in Malibu. I have a meeting, an important meeting I want to tell you about. Call me back. Mary should answer the phone if I'm not there, but call me back. <laughs> I want to lunch him. We have to call Darren Starr. I have a friend that has a good connect to him. I think we should do it in person. I've got what terrible if- Kyle and Kathy call Darren and convince Kim and SJP to do the Sex and the City revisit. And somehow they broker peace talks between the two ladies. They're going to have like a meeting. It's going to be like kind of breaking bad. Like they'll do like a meeting on the border of like Canada and where Kim's from. And yeah, Kim stands on one side. She stands in Canada and SJP stands in Buffalo. There's a town that I think they do it at Niagara Falls. Falls. They actually do it at Niagara Falls and they stand like across the falls from each other. Yeah. Or there's, there's this town in Michigan. That's like, it's like, I think it's like an Island in the grit in the late, one of the Mackinac Island. Yeah, but it's like Canada, but it's like in America. So that's where they're going to meet. They're going to meet mm-hmm. like, and they're going to meet at a booth at our diner and, and just talk. And Kim's yeah. like, I have a sniper. He's Kim has come with lot. security. She's yeah. Danielle stabbing it with she like has- many security. <laughs> no, Kim has, Kim has like a gunman pointed at Sarah. So it's like, there's a laser right on <laughs> SJP's forehead and she's Kim's like, take out your compact. I want you to see something. And SJP opens up her powder and sees the laser pointed. And Kim's like, that's for if you try anything funny. Yeah. No funny business here. So- mm-hmm. <laughs> and then SJP is like, oh, really? And then someone comes up and like puts a knife to Kim's neck. And then she's like, funny. 
I thought the same thing. And then Kim looks up and she has a laser at her forehead. <laughs> and they both have like snipers from like alternate sides of the parking lot just waiting. Ready to pull the trigger pull at a moment's trigger. notice. Uh, I uh, believe, I believe that they can do this. I believe I think, in them. I, I always I, have believed in them. That's why, that's why I wear my hat. That's why, that's why, I, wear my hat. That's why I do my podcast. That it's literally, I believe it, that they can do it. This is why we do what we do for Sarah this is, Parker and Kim to reconnect. Honestly, part of my reason for living is spreading the word that they can do what it takes to figure it the fuck out and give us more sex in the city. I believe. I believe. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will. <gasps> Wait, really fast before we get into yeah, yeah, Salty yeah. Queens. Mm-hmm. The guy from my hometown won The Bachelorette. Oh my god, I saw that. Zach Clark. That's crazy. He's so hot. The Bachelorette. And he's, and he's in a he's he runs a recovery house. Oh, that's cute. I love it. Mazel. Mazel to all. I'm yeah. so I like know his I've seen I like remember his he was older, but like he was really he was like the I think he was like a popular heartthrob. Oh my god. My mom, it's like, all happening for him. My mom subbed once as a teacher at the school, and he was like really nice to her and was like, "Can I get you anything, Mrs. O'Donnell?" And she was like, "No, that's okay." That's so sweet. A congrats to the hunk. team. That's really congrats to the team. Congrats to Haddonfield, New Jersey. Congrats to Tasha and Zach, and congrats to hot straight men in recovery. Mm-hmm. We you did well. it. You did. We it. did it, Joe. Speaking of, we did it. This episode was good. This episode was good. Um, it opens on Park City Fashion Week, Ugh, which was show. really just a Park City Fashion moment. Mm-hmm. It's Park it City called. Fashion Hour. Yeah, it's <laughs> Park City Fashion Forty Five. Any like even Park City Fashion Day is a little too generous. Park City Fashion Morning. Park City Fashion Thirty. Yeah. It's a quick thirty it's in a and quick out. Thirty in and out, but it's but it's a show nonetheless. And Meredith is snapping her bracelets on all the models. And Meredith she explains. Marx really gets repped a lot here. Yeah, she's Utah is the number one hot spot that Meredith needs to be in to build her brand. Wait, really fast. You see, Rihanna DM'd Heather Gay and said, "I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with you." Yeah, huge, huge barriers coming down when you texted me that screenshot i truly thought that rihanna had watched rock of love and was texting Uh, heather from rock of love being like i'm obsessed with you and i was like this feels fucking right like we're so on like we're on the fucking zeitgeist we're like speaking in tongues we are connected to our spirit like guides and then it was just real house of slc which is also great but yeah. i really wanted that for i just heather rihanna has watched brooks yeah i wonder what she makes of brooks well she's meredith's client so she's probably met him yeah true brooks is like i want to be there um meredith so she's really excited she's like this is a really big moment like it's just showing that i'm where i'm supposed to be and she goes and i just really don't want to live in ohio fair i can't fault you for that Mm -hmm. 
I think we can all agree that no one wants to live in Ohio. Sorry, Seth. Sorry, guys. Um, um but I was also like, why do you need to be in Utah? She's like, Sundance is where I need to be to build my brand. And I was like, okay, but like, you should probably just be in LA. LA or New York. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is not adding up. And I think we find out later why it's kind of not adding up. But like, I go was to, like, hmm. go to London town. Yeah. Go to a city that's not yeah. Park City that pops off for one week a year. <laughs> um, okay. All the ladies start filing in. There's like a big crowd outside and you see Jen walk in with a insane coat and a dress that looks like the rugs in The Shining. Mm-hmm. She's full shined out with a big fan and she takes her seat on the front row. Heather looks really cute. She comes in. She's wearing like a cr- like a snow crown. Mm-hmm. I was into her look. Mary walks oh. in. <laughs> Queen Mary, and she says, I'm so excited that they finally brought fashion to Utah. And Mary is just a lover of fashion. She really is. I, um, she walks in just feeling, you can just see it. She's like, this is it. She's like, I, Mm -hmm. this is, she feels right. She feels, finally feels at home in Utah. In her sparkly beret. So Mary walks in, she's like, she's like finally this is my time she walks in she's feeling and then she her she deflates a little because she has to sit next to jen yeah and this mary's love of fashion makes me understand her as like this perma little girl like seeing her bedroom and how she kind of lays all her stuff out it's like she's always playing dress up and like it just informs her kind of mental state further this is a chance for these women to leave the county lines and be in. Mm-hmm. This is their, like. This Mary is their right SJP now. and Kim moment. Yeah. They're at Fashion Week, Bryant Park, Milan. Milano. You know, they're Milano. Paris. They're like, they're in Paris. They're in London. You know, it's happening. Mm hmm. So Mary takes her seat next to Jen she and tells Jen look she pretty. looks pretty. Jen says nothing and then puts sunglasses on. <laughs> I was like, all right, Jen. Okay, then, Jen, SJ. Okay, Mary is SJP and Jen is Kim. Totally. Mary Heather, is literally Heather's Carrie Miranda. Bradshaw. Yeah, Heather's Miranda. And I think Lisa is kind of Miranda. And Heather's kind of Charlotte. Oh, you're right. They're interchangeable. They are. Um, and then. This woman named Kim comes out and she gave me, she's the fashion show coordinator. She's wearing like, like basically like a snowball. She's dressed like a couture snowflake from hell. She gave me major Devora vibes. Yeah. And she, her intro, she could have used a little more confidence in her intro. She's like, welcome to Park City Fashion Week. And all right. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, really hope you guys like it. And she just walks, you just hear her heels walk, and everyone's just kind of like, like, It's like, okay, bitch, like, this is the first fashion week. Give me a little energy, drink a Red Bull, and try again. There's (laughs) a lot of go, girl, give us nothing. Yeah, this this was doing the bare minimum. I hope you guys like it. Sorry. (sighs) Yeah. She just walks off. Gotta go. Meredith is gone full babadook cosplay well 
first Whitney comes out. Whitney goes, I'm not a long. <laughs> she goes, I am not a model by a long shit. <laughs> she said, say shop and she says it shit. And then she comes out and she has huge, huge knockers. Yeah, I never realized got, until that Whitney's moment where they were rat. front and center. Yeah. <laughs> she is she has the biggest titties. Like this side of the Rocky Mountains. Colorado River. Yeah. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's and she is wearing them. They are sitting. She is wearing them, wearing them, wearing them. They are barely contained by a mesh dress, a mesh cutout. Yeah. And I was like, woo. I was like, oh, okay. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yo. Whoa. She and her husband's there, and he's looking so. He's like, yeah. He's loving it. Yeah. Um, Filming her trot wait, down also, the runway. We also, in this episode, find out that they, she and her husband fuck five times a week. Yeah. Congrats to them. Hats off. Congrats to the team. That's great for you guys. But I was I I liked Whitney in this episode, and I was proud of her in this moment because she was like, "I'm doing it." And she just like got on stage and just did her little saunter, and she was she looked good and like. Whitney's doing herself. Whitney, and I like that she she keeps it sexy. She's mm-hmm. fun. She has her own interests. I'm extremely worried about her Botox brow lift that seems to be going whatever brow lift she got prior to that one confessional look. I'm like, I hope that that settles down somewhat because it's a little much for me me too but i also believe i'm trying to be more of a believer in plastic surgery autonomy that people get what they want when it comes to their plastic surgery endeavors right if that's how she wants to look and how she feels best who am i to judge that's how she interprets her face yeah that's what she wanted to present to the world is a wild Brittany Cartwright eyebrows circa season seven of VPR. What a, who am I to say that ain't right? Meredith's eyebrows are so good. Meredith's serving. She looks incredible in this look. Like Meredith's a model. Meredith. Not many people could wear a full Babadook formal wear and come off looking like the, a queen. She takes her coat, she takes to the stage, removes her coat, and threw it on the ground, and then walked the runway. In a top hat. In a a full top hat. In like like an Erica Badu-esque top hat. Totally. She kind of looked like um, Rebecca Ferguson and Dr. Sleep. (laughs) The Rose the Hat or whatever. Oh my god! Yeah, I haven't watched that movie, but I I understand the reference. The vampire, she's like a top hat vampire, which is yeah. a very specific type of vampire. You, d- I don't want to cross paths with a top no. hat vampire. If you, if you cross paths <laughs> with a top hat vampire on a dark night, like you say You're goodbye. Done. Yeah, say a fucking prayer, kiss, bitch. Kiss, kiss your so- kiss your life goodbye. <laughs> but so she comes out, and like the whole crowd is like sort of their like breath is taken away by Meredith. Yeah, and they've never known such fashion as when <laughs> Meredith Brooks took the stage There's at Park, the Park hats. City 30. That that hairstylist who's backstage also is wearing a top hat. Someone was getting a little top hat crazy <laughs> at Park City Fashion Week, and but Meredith carried it well. She looks like a New Orleans vampire, and yeah. she she comes 
she walks out and like there's like a hush over the audience and everyone's just like oh my god and like there's almost like a reverent applause for meredith Mm -hmm. and then meredith you know who's genuinely so happy mary is so happy for everyone mary this is the moment that mary's been praying for for years and like her prayers for fashion to hit the streets of salt lake city have been answered in this mm-hmm. moment and she's reveling in god's good graces yeah and it's like confirming her and every life decision that she's ever made totally has been right because of park city fashion week she's like so happy to be there and she is like actually excited jen is silent through most of the i think jen's bitter yeah i just wrote that like Meredith and Brooks are going to like, they put a spell on the crowd. They did because Brooks then like the lights go down after Meredith takes the stage, like her presence, like preps the audience, the lights go down. And then a video is projected across the stage of Brooks, like announcing his sweatsuits across four screens. Screens, 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 screens. <laughs> Beyonce style. Like, if you've ever been to a Beyonce concert, it was like the same thing when she leaves the stage to go change outfits and transition to like the next part of the show. That was like what Brooks was giving us, but Brooks with like backstage. a completely low energy, I'm gay sensibility. <laughs> I'm my name excited. is Brooks Marks, and you're going to see some sweatsuits from my athleisure collection. On four different screens. Like, the marks have, like, hijacked Utah Fashion Week. and Yeah. And I uh, think they're now putting a spell on the crowd and, like, putting them into, like, a waking coma. And backstage after Meredith... Meredith is, like, so, like, yeah, I did it. When she comes back, she's so casual about just slaying the stage. And Brooks looks over at her and he reaches his hands out and he goes, Hello. And then he holds his hand and she goes, Oh, you want me to hold your hand now? And they hold hands, and then she goes, Mwah. and I was like, some power. Yeah, I was, I was nervous at yeah. the, in that moment specifically. Oh, you want me to hold your hand? Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp, or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? 
Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who with siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members, and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak. But I'm telling you, this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an Aura frame, and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology, like barely even understands how to FaceTime. And I said, just let me, just let me. And I set it all up for her. I plugged it in. I fired up the app. 
I preloaded pictures on it. And now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app, which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps. She thinks everyone's spying on her, stealing her data. And the fact that I was able to break through and she literally loves this frame, like loaded it up with pictures of her cat. I was like, we did it, Joe. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So Brooke sends his models. He leads, he leads his models down the stage, down the runway, Brooks and like, Brooks has a like Nazi twink come over going on that is like <laughs> so disturbing to me. I can't tell. I keep going back and forth between like he's just young or he's gotten Botox and filler. I think both. Maybe a little bit of both. The best of both worlds. So Brooks is leading a pack of like hot model guys in his tracksuits and they are all the same. They're all yeah, the same I thought we were going to see one. Brooks kind of, his one is a little bit different. It just has oh. like more Brooks Marks ribbon logos on it. So he's leading and Jen, the pack. Jen, Jen, Jen won't, she won't be taken for a fool. I was kind of into that because just from see, knowing how much Brooks like threw her under the bus, I was like kind of happy to see her like make fun of him a little. He deserves to be called out for that. And she goes, they're all the same. She goes, I've been wearing mine for months. She goes, I if he debuts another version of it, I'll I'll wear it too. Yeah. And it's also that's not a collection. One no. suit does not a collection make. I love that. And because I was like, he thought he was so like like above her, like making fun of her and saying she was beneath their family and then to see her drag i just was happy about that and yeah it was mary, karma brooks comes out and mary goes oh she goes oh my god it's brooks <laughs> she's trying to be positive but i don't think mary would consider brooks mark's tracksuits to be fashion no way absolutely not the arbiter of fashion has spoken mm-hmm. and she says no thank you to a brooks mark's tracksuit they do a loop around all the different runways and he at one point all the boys start all the men start jogging behind brooks and he just walks so they're all he's like a almost like a boot camp drill sergeant brooks boot camp so they go backstage and brooks and meredith get a call from seth (laughs) and he's kind of he kind of makes fun of of brooks yeah he's like you guys look interesting and brooks is like wow dad didn't even say like congrats on your first fashion show debut and i wish i could have been there i love you so much um anyways i felt bad for seth in this moment like i feel like he's being teed up to fail in a lot of ways and meredith is just going like shaking her head to the side and at one point seth just goes he goes uh he goes i'm getting a lot of anxiety from this conversation so i think i might need to go and I was like, wow, he's being like emotionally bulldozed. Yeah, it felt a little weird, to be honest. And like, 
I want to be able to give Meredith the benefit of the doubt. But then she was saying, like, I feel bad because I told him I needed space. So that's why he's gone. And it just is like, it feels as a viewer just watching this show, like they're putting, like that Brooks is being put in the middle in a lot of ways. Like, I just don't think like if you're going through a divorce, I don't think you like lean on your kid for support. No, it's, they have like, I think they're, it's, it's almost, it's breaching boundaries, I think. Yeah. He's still, he's young. Like, that's not anything to this day. Like, you know, my parents don't like, I don't want to know my parents' business. Yeah. I want it to be like conscious uncoupling guys. I mean, I'm telling you. But Seth, he seemed like, I don't know, it was like a very strange, weird, loaded conversation. And I I think Meredith felt bad, but she also, I think, has a part in like, I, I feel like she is setting Seth up to be the bad guy always. So Probably because she's the one that's cheating. I know. <laughs> like, it's true. It's calculated. It's savage. And then Brooks can kind of, there's an element of like almost like oh you're like making fun of your gay son for being into fashion and like not relating to him so there's like there's weird loaded like stuff going on yeah and i don't think seth is like that i think seth actually is like not one of those dads that's like homophobic and not supportive of his kid i think he loves seems just like a chill dude yeah it's weird wants to be there but he can't and it's just like yeah so then we cut to the next morning at the Mark's house and Brooks is like, he's digging out and like uh, sucking the life out of a grapefruit. And Meredith, these- I love Meredith goes, so what are you thinking? Where are you going to go from here? <laughs> I love, where are you going to go from walking, showing your sweatpants on a runway in park city? He's like, I don't know. I might, I might defer more, at school another year at school not go back and she and meredith's like mm, you, you need to go back to school mm-hmm. i was expecting like the fire alarm to start going off and brooks to like rain in terror over the household him eating a grapefruit unwell meredith will pay for telling him to go back to school <laughs> <laughs> he's like don't sleep tonight he just says and then walks out he of goes, the room Okay, mother. Okay, mother. Okay, mother. Have a safe trip to the store today. (laughs) Robert Jr. comes home to Mary's house of horrors, and they have an extremely awkward interaction where she's like, you left at 6 p.m. yesterday. Now you're just getting back. It's 2 p.m. It's 2 p.m. She goes, goes, Robert's waiting sheepishly and outside the kitchen in the corner and she goes robert enter come closer and he's like so Hi. just getting back 2 p.m the next day and he's like yeah i couldn't come back because the roads and she's like oh you couldn't text me because of the roads the roads hmm. okay and she goes she goes come on we're closer than that and he's don't like, disrespect me like that there's no need there's no need to disrespect me like that <laughs> And it's awkward. And then 
he's like standing there and she goes, I'm happy to see you though. And like hugs him. And then she goes, bye. I was truly, she throws you curveball after curveball. You never know what to expect. He is. (laughs) He's shell shocked. He's like planning his escape. Does he even live there? Really? I I was just confused. I was like, does he live with his girlfriend? The only times they talk, it seems Mary's admonishing him, then saying she's so happy, and then dismissing him all in the same breath. He's clearly there's a reason why he hasn't didn't text you in almost twenty four hours. Yeah, because you're so wishy washy and like emotionally uh, <laughs> volatile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have to say that all I want right now is to get a facial at at Heather's beauty lab. I know, right? That looks wanna, so relaxing. I want to be wrapped in a cozy little blanket with like my skin, the wool being pulled over my skin and then like little bobbles in my eyes. I was really jealous of Whitney's facial. I want like a warm towel wrapped around my mm. face and then someone just like doing treatments and like face tickling me to oblivion. I want a facial so bad. I haven't had one in like almost a year at this point. Yeah. I I think it's been, I had one. No, I had one. And I think I had one before our show in March. I'm trying to remember when I had one, but it's been so, it's been so long. Like I would love just the, touch of a facial professional or a masseuse even yeah i i just love like a just a self an indulgent self-care moment at the hands of another would be incredible relinquishing control and when they are like is this hurting you when they're extracting i'm like no go Mm -mm. further get it all the fuck out of there yes yes but keep going and when they zap and i smell the ozone and then my my esthetician at the place I go I go to Face House, which is like Turbo Facials. Oh yeah. And they at the end they they uh, they rub your shoulders, they rub your face a little, and your temp and like your scalp, and then they uh they like break some like peppermint thing over you, and they have you breathe in, and <gasps> breathe out, and it's just like, and then you leave just feeling like Jello, and it's amazing. Oh my god, that sounds so relaxing. And like Solange is playing. And you're just like, oh my god. I'm in really in a place of facial right now with you just describing that to me. I know. It's Can sad. I tell you what actually has a slightly made up for the lack of like professional touch yeah. is I found this like um neck massager on amazon that you can like hold you like it wraps around your neck kind of like a scarf and it has two handles on either side like cloth that you can hold and it is gives you the sensation of someone giving you a neck and shoulder rub and it has solved a lot of problems for me holy shit and they're on amazon they used to be kind of expensive like i think i bought mine when they were like 79 dollars. but now i think they're selling so many they're like 35 dollars or something i cannot recommend it enough like it feels like heaven like today i kind of have a crick in my neck and i can't wait to get that massager hooked up and you can the one i got you can plug it into your car too like it has an ac adapter so like 
when I was on a road trip earlier this year, like after I would do my driving time, I'd switch with my sister and then I would just like massage the fuck out of my neck and shoulders like in the passenger Holy shit. seat. I'm going to get that like today. It is true. It is a godsend. Holy shit. Wow. And it feels like you're getting a neck and it feels and it gets hot and mm-hmm. needs in there and you can adjust it and like get just all into your back and neck. Oh, I got guys my, get it. I got my mouth massaged. I want a, want a mouth massage so bad, like a jaw, like that. Do they TM, go inside and go? They, yeah. Yeah. Like TMJ, like she, she went in like to your like cheek, like inside of your cheek and just like. It was so weird. It, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if it helped me that much, but it did, it, it felt a release like immediately after it didn't, I don't know how long it lasted, but like I was, it was very strange, but like she was like, can I stick my fingers in your mouth? And I was like, yeah, go ahead. I'm ready to like, once we're out of the clear with like COVID or once we're in the clear, I'm ready to have someone just like, I mean, you and I talked about getting colonics. Like, I'm like, stick anything in anywhere. Like, put your fucking hands in my mouth. Stick a colonic thing up my ass. Like, (laughs) I don't give a shit. I'll be, yeah, I'm I'm ready to be like a fucking, like, cow. I'm like, spit in my eyeball, rub it around. (laughs) Like, do whatever you need to do to make me feel relaxed. Like, please have at it. Yeah. Do it all. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for it all. I had a dream last night that I was at, like, I think I was at some kind of spa slash, like, beauty place. Yeah. Or I was at some, there was some kind of eucalyptus thing going on. It was good. That's so nice. Um, And then I had a dream that was, like, vaguely D.B. Cooper. It was weird. What was it? It was like I was watching a movie about like a plane that got hijacked and then like people stole like money off the plane, but the plane was full of like students. It was weird, but it was like, it was like eventful. Um, so Heather and Whitney talk and Heather basically just laments the fact that she's living under the Mormon culture thumb. And she feels like she has to make a decision whether or not to like break from the church and like live, laugh, fuck and drink a little bit or just be like a shamed Mormon ex-wife forever. Yeah. She goes on and on. And I love when she's, they do like a, a fun editing thing that you just see Whitney sort of like disassociate as Heather kind of goes on about her self-loathing, which mm-hmm. was kind of fun. I like, I'm into Whitney's pep talks. Yeah, she gives a good pep talk. She keeps it really real while also caring. She's like, this is why I hate our background. She's like, it's it's oppressed us. It's made us doubt ourselves as women and like coming second to men. Like she's really like candid about it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a fucked up double standard. Like, Okay, Heather's husband can divorce her, but he still gets to be like a big dick at the Mormon church. And then she's just this like sad, shameful wife. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. Fuck him. We cut to Jen at her home. Mm-hmm. And Jen is, this is, she's, it's basically like goes into her being about her depression and 
Yeah. Her her fourth assistant brings her her like <laughs> well butrin or whatever. Tiana. Jen is yeah. a medicated queen. She went through a dark period after her dad died and then raged on everyone. And her husband was like, I'm gonna leave your ass. And then her yeah. sons were like, please get help. And then she did. And now she's feeling a little better. Does Sharif have like another life? Like a second life? What's going on? I guess he's just doing this football team thing. I think that takes up a shitload of your time. Like just, that I, football is life for no, people I know, like, that I know. work in football. I'm just like, I want to know. Do they own several businesses? Do they own real estate? Like, there ha- Jen has like a team of people. Like, that's that's a lot of money to be paying people. Mm-hmm. Unless she's like Sonia and like gaslights them into working for her for free. I think but, it like, kind of might be Sonia esque. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. I I would I would love to know where the money comes from. Wasn't I Sharif? Mean, was he a professional football player for a while? No. Oh. Is this like a late in life? Is he just like family rich? And this is like a late in life, like hobby, not late in life, well, like mid middle aged hobby thing that he's doing. Like, I, I just want to know. You can make a lot of money as a college football coach. Yeah. But like the, the lifestyle she leads and the, the daily upkeep of Jen is that's a lot of money. If she is paying, like she has like six assistants. Yeah. So unless they're just like bored and like I'm she's exciting and I want to be part of this like crazy woman's life. But like and do it for free. But like Stuart, does he get he must have a fat paycheck because he literally does everything for her. And that other woman, her second assistant, like I'm just curious and I'm not. I'm wondering if he well, I think someone didn't we say that someone said he was a lawyer at one point. Sharif was a lawyer like he was some kind of attorney so maybe he has like attorney money and this is like just a a second a second lease on life job that he's doing maybe I don't really know but it is confusing Mm -hmm. I'm with you and I would like to know more about their finances Does, does Jen have family money does she have a trust fund is her father was her father like some super wealthy guy or her mom like what's going on I'd like to know if anyone has details. Is it all a mirage? Is it an illusion? A perfect illusion? Maybe Jen is renting the runway. Yeah, it's. I'm very confused, but I like watching it. We'll get to the uh, bottom of it. Readers, message us sexuniquepodcast at gmail dot com and let us know what the fuck is up with them. Lisa's a little MIA, I think, because of Sundance, but like we're not getting really any of Lisa. Less Brooks, more Lisa. That's all I have to say. What we did get of Lisa this episode, I was extremely into. Lisa's son, her youngest son, is wearing a Balmain shirt. I know. Lisa holds a boardroom gathering with her family and then like tells them all to set goals for the year ahead. I wanted to sit on her husband's lap. Mm-hmm. I think you and her husband, like, you could keep him company while Lisa's away. Mm -hmm. And I think that that would be good for him and you. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And Lisa, like, I'm obsessed with everyone else kind of says, like, like her little cute son. Yeah. Yeah, Like, let's set intentions and goals for the year. And her dad's like, I want to coach, like, Henry's football team again. And, 
like spend more time with the kids and you and be be patient. And Henry's like, I want to have a kiss by the time I'm 15 and blah, blah, blah. And then Lisa's like, okay, I want to expand my business in the new year. And I think that there are, these are the expansions and the sectors that we could make together. And I love like her, like she took this as a, this was a business meeting for Lisa. Also Lisa's older son, I'm guessing is like 16. He has the face of an eight year old and like the, uh, his voice is like deeper than mine. I'm like, (laughs) it's, it's like very deep fake, like uncanny. I'm like, what am I looking at? Yeah, he why he looks, he looks so like, youthful. He looks like a boy, but he has a deep like he's he's gone through puberty clearly because his voice is deep. Wow. I mean, I don't want to even talk about like they grow up so fast. Puberty, but like I I'm just like it almost feels like it's like a cartoon or his he's super like he's been dubbed. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has dubbed his voice. He's like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna like hit it big with the ladies and he looks like he's like from the movie finding neverland with johnny depp and kate winslet yeah he looks like a child disconcerting very strange i love it this is where we can expand our business in these sectors and i also i want to have a billion dollar brand yeah she will she i believe in her and, like, then I was really team Lisa after this. Like, Me she's, too. like, she, John, is that her husband's name? Yeah, I think so. He comes into the bedroom and he's, like, trying to talk to her. And she's just texting. And he's trying to be, like, maybe we can spend less time on our phone. She's, like, hold on. I have to send this one text, okay? And then she's, like, what is it? How can I help you? And he's, like, maybe you l- will learn to say no a little bit more. And she's like, I don't think I need to say no to things that are what I need to be doing. Oh my God. Your voice is so good. That it resonate sounds- with me. No, Lisa speaks to like the Lisa within and she's ignited like the billion dollar businesswoman. I love it. And I don't want Lisa to say no. I want Lisa to work. Like she clearly has a calling. It's like, yeah, fucking figure it out seriously like she's a worker that's what she's gonna do why don't you raise the kids be a worker look for the helpers yeah but i guess that like what's the deal in mormonism like can you be a stay-at-home dad can the wife take a big role i don't know it might be looked down upon if you're uh the the dad is like not the breadwinner but I think yeah, he likes it. I don't it. know. Don't you think he likes it? I can't tell if he does, and then he just kind of plays up the like, oh, Lisa's so busy for the cameras, or if he's like terrified of her. Totally. I think he's like a little bit terrified of her. Yeah. I'd be scared. I of think her. no one in Lisa's family like understands Lisa. No, she's kind of in a well, she's like New York. She, I think she's a little she still has that like New York sensibility of like that northeast like and yeah i think it's even though she's like very much flung herself into the mormon utah lifestyle she still can't shake that like city that never sleeps hustle bustle and i think it's a she's lot for still her husband. and i think that's why he's into in the city it at heart yeah I think that's why he's so into her because she's so like alien to him she's a big city broad 
And she's a woman amongst town. She's a lady amongst a bunch a bunch of fellows. Mm Hmm. So. And she's ready to expand into different (laughs) sectors. My that's like <laughs> I'm imagining my mom doing that to me and my sister and my dad when we're younger. I'm ready to expand love- different sectors. Here's where I'm thinking we can take the business next year and expand into different sectors. You're and like I that, just wanted then- to like play softball. Like maybe you'd come to some softball games. No. And then COVID came in and was like, "Sorry, Lisa." Yeah, I want to see only- how Lisa's doing with COVID. The only sectors you'll be expanding to are to the living room. Well, maybe um, her alcohol business boomed during oh, COVID. Probably did. Though I the, have not heard of it. Yeah, the event sector took a definitely a dip, but we expanded into a virtual space. But our alcohol sales are through the roof. I guess alcohol's through the roof. Pandemic can't stop the liquor the liquor flow. <laughs> um and then yeah. So then we go over to a like Marriott hotel ass looking restaurant and Meredith <laughs> love Toscano. It's like a it's like a higher end Olive Garden. Totally. Is that a thing? I think Toscano is like a, is chain, a chain restaurant. Oh. I think so. But it looks good to me. I was oh, ready to go. No, I was ready for it. I've, I mean, I'm I'm a Mac. Yeah, there's head. Toscano. There's I'm one. Mac- in, oh, no, there's Toscana. I'm a macaroni grill head myself, so I'm all about like upper upper chain, like a little bit nicer chain Italian restaurants. Love it. Yeah. Live, live it. Love the smell. Toscano. We're still going to Buca di Beppo. Um, I'm throwing a fucking. We're gonna throw a rager at Buca di Beppo. Yeah. We are like there will be a beautiful dinner, a banquet, if you will, in the Dorit room at Buka. Did I? I would tell love you to do about... like a surprise party for you, where I've arranged for everyone to get vaccinated Ugh. at Buka de Beppo. Did I tell <laughs> you about my Buka de Beppo venture? <laughs> Did I tell you about? My Buca de Beppo ventro. One of the hugest trolls, I think, of 2020, like adding it to my list of grievances, is that Dorit's Buca de Beppo venture was introduced and completed, and we couldn't go see it for ourselves. The, The Capri Room. That's all I actually, that's one of the things I was like dying to do this year. Did I tell you about? My Buca de Beppo venture. <laughs> Did I tell you about? Sorry, I'll I'll keep doing it. It's so good. Did I tell you about my Buca de Beppo venture? Um. So then, so they're meeting for a little like post Utah Fashion Thirty dinner. They need to download on all the events that they've all been through. I love seeing like the winter sky in the background and like the mountains at sunset. It looks really beautiful. Yeah, there was a really good intro after one of the commercial breaks where oh, like yeah. the lights of the city it was like doot 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 and it was like <laughs> yeah. different lights each time yeah. and I was like ooh 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 ooh, ooh, ooh. It, it really it really made me feel like I understood the glamorous 
lights of Salt Lake City. Meredith and her incredible eyebrows are, they come late. Meredith's wearing like this leather trench kind of. Mm-hmm. And they sit down and basically the convo sort of goes into like discussing Meredith and Seth's separation and Jen and Heather are like not buying it kind of. They're like, what's, what's actually going on? Yeah. And Meredith is like, what's very, the deal? Very much being cagey and she's continuing to be like, we are trying to rediscover our love for each other. And, and blah, they're like, blah, so, blah. And Heather's like, so are you like going to get your fuck on? Like I did with Curtis last week. Like, what's the deal? Are you going to fuck people? And Meredith's like, no, I'm, sh- I shan't. No, I can't do that. And I went and just like shakes her, but she's being so vague about like, like even there, when you say when you can't say like a definitive reason that you're getting divorced from someone, you know, it's like deeper than it seems. Totally. And they're, I mean, like you they're can't not even, being like, you can't even give like a specific, like, Oh, he wants to be here and I want to be here. Like we disagree about school or like any sort of thing. She's just like vague. Like we really have to learn how to communicate better. And it's like, okay, but yeah. Um, I don't, they're not buying it. They're not being like mean, but they're kind of like, okay. Yeah. Spill um, the beans, bitch. And then we cut to, where I also want to be right now is a trampoline park. Ooh, yeah. Whitney and Diane Warren head to the trampoline park <laughs> with her girls, her dad. And it just looked really satisfying. Yeah. Whitney and I have the same yoga pants. Oh, yeah. Yoga pant twins. I love that. Shout out Aloe Yoga. Um, and she does a flip that I was certain would end in her becoming a paraplegic like i was like she will not survive this flip but then she did and i was <laughs> impressed to say the least trampolines are they're amazing but they're terrifying and like you will like there is a 40 percent chance that you're gonna break your neck you're asking for a broken neck i want to go on one of those trampolines that you have like the cords on either side of your hips oh like, I'll do, I'll, where you I'll really do bounce like yeah and you crazy can do flips up. But those yeah. are but those are safe and like you're you're not gonna like fl- fly off and hit your neck. Those are like you have to go to like a state fair to get on those. Yeah, or they and they you have, have to them head at like, to the fairgrounds. Have to head to the county fair, but they have them at like gymnast <laughs> gymnast gyms. Oh, yeah! Them. Another thing, twenty twenty is taken from us. Add it to the fucking list. No massages. Yep. No capri room. No facials. No trampolines. Yeah. Except for no Jonathan trampoline Van, rooms. Jonathan Van Ness, apparently, who's what's doing, he doing? Ba- bouncing around in that Uber commercial? Yeah, he's like a gymnast now. Um, mm. And then he's he's like, ah, my hip, I I can't do this. That much. And I was like, all right, fair. And then he and Whitney have a little side combo, and he's like, my therapist says I'm ready to to basically like start my life and live alone. And Whitney's face just like totally drops and she's like uh what because he's only been in rehab for 21 days yeah and his sober living program is supposed to be 90 days and i was like who the fuck is this quack therapist that you're going to 
Yeah. Also, like, that seems like a lie. I was like, you're lying. Like, I not. I don't want to be, like, untrusting, but I'm also but like, this is your pattern trusting. over and over. Yeah. It seems like this is what he does. And I just don't want it to happen for them again. Like, just He's stay like, for the 90 days. Just make yeah. the commitment and do it. He's like, I want to make start making money again, get my life. And, and Whitney's like, kind of like, Dad, like, no. And I, I was just like, I just, you can just smell the recovery bullshit. The excuses. Yeah, the excuses that start coming out and the reasons mm-hmm. to like. Relax. And it's like, yeah. And it's, what's it's sad, sad is like, you can tell that he thinks that he's making good points to her. Like. And I guess in a lot of ways, those are valid points. Like, I'm sure you do want to make money again and get your life back together, blah, blah, blah. But it's almost like when you hear, when you hear those, like, it just sounds, it's like you can tell you're being bullshitted, but that person doesn't think that they're bullshitting you. And so then it becomes like, it's so frustrating because you're like, you you think that I'm buying into what you're saying or you're like, you're selling me this thing. And like, uh, but the jig is up. Yeah. I think when you're an addict and you have done this a few times, like your loved ones and the people that have been through it with you, like you, you think, and this is, I've been in this position before. Like you think you're pulling one on them and they're like, no, I don't like, I know what you're doing. Like you, you, it's so funny, like, when you're in addiction, which he still is in addiction. Like, yeah. he's still really, like, when you're in active addiction, like, the the things you will say and the confidence of which you believe that you're fooling people is, like, so high and your actual turnover rate is so low because no one <laughs> you're is You're fooling no, no one. one. Except yourself. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad, it's sad to see, but it is just, it's very cliche, like across like many addicts, like that I've known and interacted with, like, it's that same thing where they're just like selling you, (laughs) you're just like, how do you think that I'm going to fucking believe this, what you're saying right now? When you're an addict, like at certain points, you're just, you're like a shitty car salesman on like Mm -hmm. the used car sales lot. And you're just like. Hey, like snake oil, like oh, 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 and you're just like pulling out and no, and like you think that you're like, hey, hey, hey. and it's, you're wheeling and dealing to literally dealing the, to the no air, one. yeah, and, to, like no one's buying what you're selling, and it's sad because like just going through it myself and knowing other people, it's been like you, you know that he's he's setting himself up to relapse, which is what he's doing, like he's yeah. setting he's setting the. And I don't know. I don't know if he's sober now, but like, the relapse sometimes starts before you even take the drink or drug, and you're you start like almost you undermine it and you plan it. Kind of mentally, you're getting into like a place of like relapse it's, before. And it's not, it's it's almost unconscious, and like you don't even. It's like your disease sort of hijacks you and is saying everything for you. It's really wild. But Whitney doesn't buy it. And she's kind of like, Dad, like, no. Like, you're going to... I don't want you to fail again. Like, you're you're doing... You went back. Why don't you just finish the program and we can talk about this? Yeah. He's pretty, he's pretty adamant. I really felt for her because it's just like... 
it's exhausting. Yeah, you always hope that it's like you're it's going to be the last time and like it really will stick and things are going to change and then mm-hmm. that pattern repeats itself and it's just like that cycle of being like so hopeful only to have it just like fall apart is just intense. But then we head on over to a really wholesome parent-child interaction and Heather has a little powwow with her three girls who are all so adorable. And she is just, like, really proud of all them. And Mm -hmm. she kind of maybe spills a little too much. Like, kind. I think she kind of (laughs) saddles them a little with too much of, like, her, what she's going through. They're a little, that's what I, I think they're a little young to be. The youngest one, the little redhead, looked kind of shell-shocked. Like, she was like, no, she wasn't ready. But, but I, she's I, it's I, coming from a good place, and yeah. And can I just say, Stormy the cat is a beaut. They're all it's it's a beautiful house. Yeah, beautiful, I love beautiful. their family, and I love her daughters. And it made me want three daughters that I could tell my Mormon journey to. She's basically just like you are the three. You three are like the greatest gifts. I would love that for you. By the way, you'd be a good daughter mom i love it just like daughters and like sitting in like your daughter's rooms and you have like your cat and it's just like a a house of girls like that feels very yeah witchy and safe to me and i like like single mom with just daughters and just like Mm -hmm. a lot of feminine energy yeah and a cat a bitchy little cat named stormy she starts getting emotional and she's just like i She's basically just like, I, I know that we've been through a lot, like with the divorce and they've basically been shunned by people. And I, she's just kind of checking in with the girls basically. Yeah. And they say that they're proud of her and basically Heather wants to kind of defect from the church somewhat yeah. and like get dick Our, down and not feel bad about it. And Hey, who can fault her for that? And they're totally on board. Yeah. They all hug her and it's really cute and they're just so they're all like really mature and like mom you got to do what you have to like they they have a lot of emotional um fortitude for being so young sweeties little sweeties we cut to Whitney's gym home gym with the pole and mm-hmm. Jen has come over to work out with her and I love it because Whitney is like when Whitney asks you if you want to work out, like Whitney's gonna work out. It's yeah. not like oh, do you want to work out? But then we just both dress in like fabulous clothes and talk. It's like I want to exercise, and Jen yeah. is like clearly not ready to work out. No, Jen wants the- to just gab. She wants to gab. Whitney's like I've owned a pole in every home I've ever been in. So I was like, <laughs> all right. I love it. And Whitney's a pole dancer extraordinaire and tries to teach Jen some moves. And Jen actually does really well for a first timer. Did better than I could do. (laughs) Good core. She's got, uh, yeah, she's, she's a natural. When Whitney's like, put your arm up on the pole as high as it can go. And then like swing with your leg. I was like, my shoulder would dislocate. Like, but I I could not. Yeah. I, it made me want to pole dance, but I was also just like my body, is not ready no it's it's a lot i couldn't even 
but Jen takes to it. She's game. I, I respected her. Um, they start gabbing. They again, like we mentioned before, Whitney discloses that she and her husband like bang four to five times a week. She's like, I had to get my little Mormon boy out of the closet, and I was like, Bleh. gross. But then when she says that, <laughs> the look on Jen's face, Jen's just like, Jen almost <laughs> looks like bamboo. She's like, oh my god, and she goes, that's. <laughs> That's normal. And I was like, <laughs> normal? That's fucking supernatural. Yeah. She doesn't answer how often she gets laid. Because we know it's not a lot. Yeah. Which is not like, I'm not saying that's like, I'm just saying she, the look on her face, she was like, oh. She was hoping Whitney would say like once every couple weeks or maybe, like we try for like, two times a week but really we get it like once a week or maybe every other week no whitney is like i get dicked down four to five times a week <laughs> she's like about they're so you know, hot for anywhere. each other they're so hot for each other and i like i love that for them may we so, all have be so hot be like the kind of hot where both people are just hot for each other and you're having sex as often with your partner as you want to have after 10 years after 10 years and you're still fucking on the reg that's an accomplishment jen is completely shocked and then i think jen <laughs> in a moment of feeling chaotic has to regain some control so she kind of spills the beans a little on meredith and i was like yeah jen, you little shitster Jen is the fucking Edward Snowden of she Salt is. Lake City. She whistle blew the fuck out of Meredith and her side piece. She blew up Meredith's spot. She basically, well, she at first she's like, well, she goes, you know, pe- people might know what's happening, really. And then Whitney looks at her and she's like, what are you trying to say, Jen? And and Jen's like, I don't know. I think I think there's there's information that I'm sure people know. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, my God. Just Here we go. It. At this point, just fucking say it. So she yeah. she discloses that she and Meredith were in New York together. Mm-hmm. And they were at some hotel after some party or whatever, or fashion week. I don't know. And she met some guy that was telling, proudly telling people that Meredith was the love of his life. And that they yeah. were like very much they seemed coupley and he walked her to her room later and he said he wanted to marry her right yeah yeah so and meredith like fully has a boyfriend yeah i mean according this is all according to jen so according to have- jen and then there are some she showed some pictures of them from that weekend where her face was basically like face tuned to hades and back <laughs> I, I would love to see Jen in New York. She would only go to like Beauty and Essex and mm-hmm. um, like the Standard and Jen takes places. Manhattan. She does a spinoff, but, but that's like there's gonna that I'm like then I was like this season just got good because now yeah. it's this is gonna be explosive and Meredith is gonna fucking because there's already they're already on shaky ground the two of them. And that's probably why Jen wants to hang out is because they have this secret together and yeah. why Jen feels really close to her and 
why Meredith is brushing her off so much is because she oh doesn't God, want the secret so right. revealed on camera. She doesn't want to talk about it. But Jen Shaw ain't going to have it. No. So she just solidified herself for season two. Yeah. And we love to see it. You can't have lo- secrets on these shows. I'm sorry. I was, I was like a little like, Ooh. And then I was just like, no, this is like exactly the explosive info that we need. Hmm. We earned this. Um, and then that's, that's it for this mm-hmm. episode, but I, it was a good episode. Yeah, I was feeling it. I'm like, I hope we get more Mary chaotic Mary next episode. Yes. I want an explosive fight between Meredith and Jen. Oh yeah. And I want Brooks to maybe get involved. Oh, you know, Brooks is going to get involved. I love Jen. also <laughs> Meredith. Where are you going to go next? What's next for you, Brooks? And him like, What's next for him is hopefully being on this show and being like the villain of this show. Yeah. Like if we're going to do it, let's do the damn thing. Just have him, have him be a full-time housewife. Just have him. It's fine. We need, we need a gay housewife. It might as well be Brooks. He might be the first one. Yeah. And guess what? We'll take what we're given. We'll take what we, it's like, it's kind of like mayor Pete. It's like, okay, fine. If it has to be that, he yeah. has to blaze the way so that we can get to what we really want. Then so be it. But it's it's a it was good. I'm 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 pleased, most pleased, walking away from this episode. Anytime there's like a fashion week or a fashion show, it always like soothes me. And there's drama. There's always drama. Like when mm-hmm. Kelly and Bethany were at the fashion show. Like there's always some shit going down. Yeah, and like Orange County Fashion Week when it took place on a boat. <laughs> Hopefully that boat sank. That cursed boat. The Titanic of Fashion Weeks. <sighs> well, Lars. Merry Christmas, Carrie. Merry Christmas, Lars. Um, love and light to you, always. Love and light. You are a gift as a friend, and I'm so grateful to have you in my life and to be creative lolling with you every multiple days a week. Every day is a blessing when we get to pod together and just know each other and totally. And, and interacting with all of y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Listeners. You make this podcast. You're the reason for the season. You're the reason for the season. And, the daisy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow Laura at Lars Marie. Yeah, follow Carrie at eCario. You won't regret it. Thanks. Sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. Bonus episodes drop every Saturday. You won't regret following either of us. No, it's actually a great follow. Yeah, I I can say that with confidence. So yeah, absolutely, I have absolute confidence in a zero regret policy. Agreed. Um, and everyone just have a merry, safe, merry Christmas, and please, please be safe and don't go to any parties right now. Try not to. Yeah, just be fucking chill. Just be chill, and don't be a super spreader. And we're gonna get through this time, guys. Yeah, stay strong, don't get COVID, and we'll see you next week.